Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Come on, when we cover our life from prayer, we release the power of God. Life without the power of God is just an ordinary life. We were never purposed nor designed to live an ordinary life. We were designed to live a supernatural life. But that can only occur when we cover it in prayer. You see, but yet for so many of us, as the clip said, it's just out of duty, it's out of task, it's out of because we know that we should, so we go and do it. But yet God's more interested in the fact of are we in relationship with Him? Because prayer should simply be that. It should be talking because we're in relationship with our loving Father. It's not about having the right words to pray. It's not about, you know, should I say this or should I say this? How many amens and yes, fathers, and thank you, Lord, and all this kind of stuff. It's not about all of that. It's about doing life with our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died for you, the one who loves you. When we see God grab a hold of our natural part of who we are and we transform it, we see the supernatural release in our life. When we see God grab a hold of the natural part of who we are, we see the supernatural released. And that can only come through prayer. Taking prayer from something that we do to making it a part of who we are. I know for me, you know, I look at my prayer life and I think, yeah, it's okay. But yet I know it could be way better. I look at the desire that I have for you know, spending time uh, watching a movie or, or doing everything else, but yet that doesn't transform my life. Spending time with Jesus transforms my life. Crying and moaning and complaining about the situations that I would find myself in, although it may be a very real tough situation, but yet that doesn't move me forward and cause breakthrough to happen in my life. Spending time with Jesus and praying does. When we start to see and realize how much we need more of God, God's continually wanting to see you step further and further. God doesn't want us to remain at a state of of not moving anywhere. He wants us to continue to move forward and forward and forward. The plans, the purposes that He has for you is far greater than what we could ever imagine, what we could ever dream. God wants you to be blessed. He wants me to be blessed. But the question is, are we prepared to fight the fight in prayer? Because it's when we pray, we see the hand of God move. We see miracles unlock. We see testimonies of the goodness of who God is go before us. I I, I don't know about you, but man, I, I need to personally develop an even greater hunger and a greater level of prayer in my life. I'm constantly challenged knowing, I know that God has far more for me to do. I know that God has a bigger plan for my life than where I'm at. And although it's awesome, I've seen some cool things, but yet... There's a burning desire in me that, Steve, and I feel that constant pull and challenge, Steve, would you come to me more and more in prayer? And I think that if every one of us was honest, we would say we would have that same desire. We would feel that same pull. If we're in a relationship with God, we'd feel that same tug. You see, when we forget to pray, don't allow condemnation to cause you to feel bad. Instead, allow the fact that we missed it to motivate us to run to Jesus and pray even more. Because condemnation comes from the enemy. It doesn't come from Jesus. You see, we all will miss a day when we pray or whatever. But it should motivate us. God, I need you more. I want you more. I want your presence. You see, it's awesome to have and we should have that set time that we pray. 
But yet, God's relationship and his desire for us is far more than that. He doesn't want us to box the times that we pray, the times that we talk to him. He doesn't want us to box it and confine it into a set half hour, hour, hour and a half, however long it is that you have set aside each day. He wants to be 24-7 in your life. He wants to be a part of your life every moment of every day. But yet so often we can compartmentalize our life. We can just, okay, this is my prayer time, so I'll talk to God there, and then we can move on to the rest of our day. But yet God says, no, no, would you take me into the rest of your day? Would you not just seek me at the start or at night before you go to bed or whenever your time is? Would you seek me in every part of your day? Because then we can start to see God move more and more in our life. Then we can start to see the supernatural things unlock more and more in our life. We can start to see the hand of God move on our situations. We can start to see our finances, our workplaces, our families get blessed when we include Him in every part of who we are. When we're in the car, that we would be listening to music, that we would be allowing God's presence to fill our car, that when we go into our workplace, that we would be praying and declaring that we would see the hand of God move on every one of our work members that don't know Him. That we would take him into our schools and declare that God, that, that we would see that, that this generation come to know you. You might be the only light. You might be the only person who's in relationship in your workplace. You see, when we box God into a set time in the day, we limit the power that he wants to move in. But yet when we include him in every part of the day, all of a sudden so many possibilities, doors can fling wide open for us to walk in. You see, prayer is important. Do we place prayer? I'm sorry, do we pray from a place of need or because of what we can get? Or do we pray out of a desire to know the one? Because ultimately that needs to be the motivation as to why we pray. The motivation needs to be because God, you loved me so much that you gave your only son to die on the cross for me. God, I pray that you would birth within me such a desire, such a hunger to want to know you more that I wouldn't just run to you when I'm in need when I, because of what you can give me, but instead I would run to you because I want more relationship with you. And as we're in more relationship with God, man, watch the doors of blessing and opportunity open. If I went to my wife every time I needed something, there wouldn't be much of a relationship. But yet, so why do we do that with God? Why do I do that with God? I was preparing this this week and I was feeling challenged like far out, man. I need to pray way more. It's good for us to have a heart check of where our life is at. Just continually check what are our motives? What are the things, the underlying motivations that are driving us to do what we do? Because at times they can go slightly askew, slightly to the left or the right, and we don't even realize it. And that's okay. God, he's not too faced by that, but he doesn't want us to remain there. He wants us to realign again so that then we can actually reposition ourselves to see God do the miracles and the things that he wants to do in our life. Come on, we've all sat under great preaching, heard great messages. We've all had God promise things over our life. We've had prophetic words. We've, we've been believing for breakthrough. We've been desiring miracles. But yet if we want to see it moved from something that we just hear to actually seeing it change our life and bringing clarity, bringing breakthrough of strongholds, seeing an open heaven, then we need to collide with the Spirit of God. We need our lives to collide with the presence of God, but yet that can only take place when we pray. That can only take place. The battles are won in your secret place, not in public. 
The victories that you were walking were walking because you spent the time in your quiet place declaring and praying and asking God to move on your life. I was at MacArthur this morning. I'm preaching there, and, and that was cool. And uh, I had a guy come up to me. I was talking about being an overcomer. And I had a guy come up to me, and he was saying, oh, you know, so blessed by your message. Thank you so much. I was sharing a testimony. of I preached it here on the morning a few months ago, and I was sharing the testimony of how our eldest son, Zach, had a dairy allergy, and, uh, and it took five years before we saw the breakthrough take place, and how we just got to keep holding on. We just got to keep believing. And he came up to me, and he said, I, I really love that story. He said, actually, I was diagnosed with diabetes. I was told at a young age, I was told that I would probably not see uh, my life, wouldn't, probably, I probably wouldn't last till 50 years old. I don't know how old he was, I didn't ask him, but he'll be older than that now. And, uh, and he said, I prayed, I declared, I've had people praying for me. I hadn't seen the breakthrough, I was getting frustrated and, and all of that. But he said, I want to just declare this morning that for six weeks, I've been completely free of diabetes. I was like, come on, man. I was like, come on. Why? Because he said as much as he wanted to give up, 42 years. As much as he wanted to give up, he chose not to. There are times where he would go in and have to go and see the doctor. And he said to his wife, he said, babe, I'm actually going to come out different. I'm going to walk in my breakthrough. We need to just keep praying. We need to just keep declaring. I was challenged. I was like, wow, I'm going to use that testimony. That is mean. What are the things in your life that you're needing God to do, but yet you've stopped praying? I even feel that there are times where we need to stop asking God and just start praising God. We need to stop asking for the things that we're needing on our life and just start praising Him because often it's our praise that elevates us to our miracle. Is when we praise Him in the valley, we see God's presence move. We can pray and we can ask and that's okay, but there are times where we need to pray and we just need to praise Him anyway because that's faith. When we declare that God, even though I don't see it, God, I choose to praise you. I choose to pray and I choose to thank you because I know that you're good. I know that you're faithful. I know that you are well able to see me through. I know that you're well able to give me the breakthrough that I need. Come on, there are people here tonight, I believe, and God's calling you to praise Him in the midst of your circumstances. He's calling you to be someone who would praise Him, who would worship Him, who would thank Him, even though you don't feel like it, even though situations haven't turned yet. But God says, as you praise me, start to, start to watch what I will do. There, at times there's praise that will just move the hand of God. Because we're no longer coming out of a place of need. We're coming out of a place of surrender. We're coming out of a place of faith. We're coming out of a place of expectation. When faith and expectation are combined together, we see miracles take place in our life. Five keys for when we pray. First one is this. We need to have a revelation of the power that's available for us. We need to have a revelation, an understanding of the power that is available to you and I. For no other reason than this, you are the son and daughter of Jesus. And because he died for us, and when we say yes to Jesus, he fills us with his Holy Spirit, which then empowers us to do the same things that Jesus did and even greater. Because we are His children and because we are His children, there is inheritance that God has for us and we don't have to wait till we die before we can grab a hold of it. It's there for us to grab a hold of right now. We just need to choose to walk in that. 
We just need to choose to take a hold of it and, and apply that to your life and say, God, I am your son. I am your daughter. I am anointed. I am appointed. Greater are you who's in me than he who's in the world. And I choose to stand up even when I don't see my situations move because I know that you are well able. I know that the spirit of God that lives within me is greater in Jesus' name. It's easy for us to get caught up in what we see around us. That we believe the struggle is too big, that we believe the obstacle is too great. There are times that we even look at ourselves and think, I'm not good enough to approach God. I live too much of a double standard, I'm lukewarm. Yeah, I turn up to church on a Sunday, but man, you should see the rest of my week. God already knows. He already sees it. But yet He still wants you. He still desires you. He still wants you to come. He says, come as you are. Come as you are. Why? Because the price for our sin has already been paid. He doesn't ask you to pay that price again. The price has already been paid. When I pay a debt for, for someone I love, I don't expect them to pay it again because it's wiped away. It's clean. Our debt, the, our sin, there is no more price to pay. It's already been won. So we can come to him as we are. We can come to him as we are. We need the power of God. The power of God is available to every one of us. The Spirit of God lives within us and it moves through us. It empowers us to do all that God has called us to. We need a true revelation of the power that is available for us as his sons and daughters. Mark eleven twenty four says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. I love that. We can pray for anything that is in line with God's will. And if we believe it, it's ours. That breakthrough you've been believing for, keep praying for it. Keep grabbing a hold of it. And then choose to walk in it. Amen. Choose to walk in it. I haven't seen my finances turn yet. I'll give when my finances turn. But yet God says, no, no, if you're full of faith and expectation, the victory's already been won. You'll give even though your bank balance says you don't have enough. And then watch what I'll do. Because we need to be continually putting ourselves in that place. We're allowing God to move in Jesus' name. Second thing is, we work together with the power of God when we pray. Our prayers aren't just empty words, although I know it can feel like that many times. There's been many times I've prayed, I've not known what to pray. Felt like I'm not even saying the right things. Don't even know if it's working. Sometimes like, God, are you there? I've been praying the same prayer for like months now. I have heard nothing from you. No situations have changed. How funny is it that whenever you pray for someone to get saved, they always get worse? Yeah, see, you all know what I'm talking about. You're laughing. <laughs> like, oh, right? Legit. Or we pray for breakthrough, and it rears its head even greater in our life. And then we just think, oh, man, this prayer stuff doesn't even work. It just gets worse. It's because there's an enemy there that wants to take you out. He doesn't want Christians who pray because he knows when Christians pray, man, it's going to start to make a dent in his plan. So therefore, when we start to pray, you should expect things to get a little bit worse initially, but don't worry, it's not going to stay like that. Because I know the end, Jesus wins. He's already won for you. If you pray and it gets worse, allow that to motivate you to pray even harder. Because when we pray, we work together with the power of God. We can pray and believe and declare that miracles would take place. We have the ability to speak and create when we speak. 
What are you creating over your life by the words that you're declaring? Are we coming just complaining and full of negativity and wonder why our situation doesn't turn around? When God said, no, no, would you come and speak faith over your situation instead of all the negative stuff? I already know. I see all the negativity. But Jesus says, I want someone. I want a church that's full of people who would declare faith. I want a church that's full of people, both young and old, that would declare that I have won, that would declare the goodness of who I am, that would declare and speak miracles into being in Jesus' name. What's the miracle over your life that you need to declare? What's the miracle over your family members that you need to declare? Charlie's been really sick this week. And uh, he's, you know, not, he's not allowed to hang out with any kids, so he's at home today. So I'm bringing all his germs to you. It's okay, I had the flu shot though. Hey, Pastor. So I'm good. Thank you. First year I've ever done it. I was told if I don't do it, I'm not allowed any sick days. And uh, so... <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't say that. I'm just joking. I'm just cheating you up. And, uh, but anyway... We were praying and declaring that, God, we would see the situation turn around. Come on, we have power. We have power. We have the authority. When we pray, we pray with power. I don't, I don't pray for Charlie and not expect him to get better. I don't pray for him, and even though it may get worse, which it did actually the second day it got worse. After I prayed, I thought, man, I must have lost my anointing. I must be living in sin or something. God, forgive me of all unrepented sin in Jesus' name. But I just, exactly, just pray again. Just pray again. He's starting to get better in the name of Jesus. How are you today, Charlie? Man, I'm feeling heaps better. Why? Because I have the expectation when I pray, things will take place. Prayer needs to move us. Prayer needs to move from an afterthought to the first thought. How often is it the last thing that we do? I've been guilty of this. Where it should be the first thing that we do. When we've got stuff going on in our world, man, we should be running to our prayer closet. That should be the first place that we hit up, not Maccas and eat because we're all sad. What is it? What is it? Comfort eating? No, 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 no. Get comfort in Jesus. Amen. Get comfort in Jesus. Come on now. Don't run to the internet. Instead, run to Jesus. Don't Google how you, get pro- how you fix the solution. Google doesn't know anything. It's all lies on there anyway. But when you run to Jesus, he has the answer. So come on. Don't make prayer be the thing that you go to as an afterthought. Don't make that be the last thing that you go to. Instead, we need to be intentional about turning that around and making it the first thing that we go to because there's power when we pray. Where it's not something that we... I don't ever said that. Jokes. Ran ran ahead of my notes. I love that. I love this. 1 John verse 5, 14 to 15. And we are confident that he hears us Whenever we ask for anything, that pleases him. If you ask to be rich, just pray that it pleases him. If it pleases him, your bank balance is going to be awesome. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, he is also, uh, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. When we ask of something that pleases him, and he hears us. When we ask, he hears us. And we know that he will give us what we ask for. Third key. The power of our prayer is waiting for us. The power of your prayer is waiting for you. Your breakthrough is waiting for you to pray. Your miracle is waiting for you to pray. Your family members that are needing to be saved is waiting for you to be prayed. God wants us to live a supernatural life, as I've already said, where we would expect miracles to take place, where we expect the unusual things to happen in our life, but it's waiting for us to pray. It's waiting for us to run to Him. It's waiting for us to have a relationship with Him. It's waiting for us to be in that place 
where we would walk so full of faith, so charged up that our glass wouldn't be half empty or empty, not even half full, that it would be so full that it's overflowing, that the presence of God is overflowing, that it's the overflow that impacts the world around us. It's the overflow that causes people's lives to be transformed. It's the overflow which we're responsible to develop in our life. It's the overflow which we need to maintain. It's the overflow which we need to continue to fill up. If, we don't, if you feel dry, run to his presence. If you feel like God's not speaking to you, Keep running to his presence. Keep praying. Because the power of when we pray is waiting for us to do it. If we don't do it, then nothing is happening. Philippians 4 verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. There's the praise part right there. Thank him for all that he has done. I think this is number four. When we pray with authority, things happen in the spirit. Ephesians 6 verse 12 talks about our fight is not against flesh and blood but against principalities that neighbour who you've been arguing with you're not fighting him it's the spirit of God maybe God wants to change you actually not your neighbour our fight isn't against people it's not against each other it's against principalities of the enemy that will try and throw against us so therefore the only way that we can win is when we pray. But God doesn't want people who would pray and come to Him. I mean, we can come to Him anyway. He's a gracious God, but yet I believe God wants us to be people who would start to get a little bit of authority about us, start to get a little bit of confidence about us that we wouldn't run to God with our head weighed down. Oh, Jesus, if it's your will, would you please heal me? No, 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 of course it's God's will. We don't need to ask Him if it's His will. It is His will. We don't need to ask Him, God, if it's your will, would you see my friend get saved? We know Jesus wants all people to be saved. So we need to stand up with a little bit of authority. We need to allow the Spirit of God within us to start to cause us to get a little bit of, little bit of frustration at times, I believe, at the way we see what's happening around us that would cause and motivate us to get a little bit hungry, a little bit desperate on the inside, that we would be a little bit passionate at times. Some, some of us, we get passionate over rugby, but yet we never get passionate about Jesus. We get passionate when our bank balance says we've got money, but yet if you want more, get passionate about Jesus. And your bank balance will be overflowing in Jesus' name, I declare it. For my own life and yours. We need to fight in the Spirit through prayer. So let's pray with authority and strength. Luke 10, 19. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. It doesn't say I've given you over some of it, over part of it, over a portion of it. It doesn't say it's dependent upon your lifestyle and where you're at, how long you've been a Christian, whether you've done Bible college, but do Bible college or anything like that. It says it's given you the authority over all power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you in Jesus' name. I'm going to the bush tomorrow. I'm walking on them brown snakes and I'm declaring in Jesus' name that I won't get bitten. <laughs> King. But it's a spiritual terminology. It's not telling you to go to the bush and walk on snakes. If you can and you get bitten and you, you know, go to hospital, don't blame me, man. It's your choice. Hey, we've got to be responsible for our own actions. Amen. But it means that we can take authority over the little things that the enemy tries to do in our life. That we have the power to declare and see things change. So we need to come as someone who's in authority. You know what, you know what it's like when the big boss comes? It's like, oh, hello, here's someone who can make decisions. It's like that at work. Pastor John walks in like, oh, 
Buzz John's here. I need to sit up straight, tuck my shirt in. He's a man in authority, right? It's the same thing when we come to God. That's all of you. All of you right here have authority. doesn't matter what your title is. doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. You all have authority. So when we come to Him, come with that same authority in Jesus' name. Last thing is this. Prayer gives us strength and wisdom. There's plenty of times I've needed strength in my life. There's plenty of times I've needed God to come through. I've needed breakthrough in my world. Plenty of times that we've needed God to come through for us financially. We've needed God to do something for our kids. And can I be honest? I've never found it in anything that the world offers. As much as it might give me a hit in that one moment, the high eventually goes and then I feel even worse. The only thing I've ever found that brings fulfillment, that brings peace, that brings comfort, that brings strength, that brings wisdom is when I run to Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. We need to run to Him more. We need to ask Him, God, give me strength because I don't have it. You can be honest to God. If you're angry, you can tell Him you're angry. If you're upset, you can go to Him and say, God, I'm upset about this situation. I'm a little bit frustrated that you have not turned the situation around. He's okay. He's got big shoulders. He's okay with you being honest. But when we're honest with Him, once we've had a little bit of our spec out to God, then turn it around and start to praise Him. Turn it around and then start to worship Him. Because the longer we stay in that place, the longer we get robbed. But the quicker we jump into praise, the quicker we jump into worship, the quicker we run to Jesus and say, God, give me strength, give me wisdom. Then all of a sudden, He turns our situation around in Jesus' name. He gives us strength when we're weak, when we're full of fear and uncertainty, when we need a breakthrough, when we want more of God's presence. We want to see our life grow. Then we've got to commit to pray and don't stop. Matthew 6, uh, 26, verse 41. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in when temptation comes. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Satan tries to limit your prayers because he knows when you pray, it will limit him. He knows that. He knows that's why he tries to limit our prayers because he, know he knows there's so much power when we pray. He knows that when Christians pray, man, he gets so, he's limited big time. There's nothing that he can do and we start to stand up in the authority that God has given us. So we need to pray more. We need to declare more. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.